it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Welcome back to Windowsill Chats. I am so glad that you are here today. And if this is your first visit, glad that you found us. This is episode 153 already. I both love and shake my head at that fact. I love the fact that I've been this consistent since September 8th, 2020. So thanks for coming along with me. And there's lots of juicy episodes before this one. I wanted to talk with you a little bit, kind of a mid-year, well, it's a little later than mid-year, isn't it? Recap and check in and see how you're doing and, and share some stuff of my own. As I've alluded to and mentioned along the way um, this year, I've been doing some work on me, which I am, if you look up compartmentalizer in the dictionary or, you know, the old fashioned encyclopedia or Google it, I think my picture would be next to it. I'm so good at that kind of tucking things away and not necessarily paying attention to them uh, because I don't want to or didn't feel like it or whatever it is. And for a number of reasons this year, I decided maybe that wasn't serving me so well. So out of the boxes, the stuff has come. And mostly it's been really exhilarating. And even though when you're going through the stuff, you have to sit in it. I've learned some tricks and traits along the way that have helped me sit, even if it's hard, sit in it and grow through it or can't get to the other side without walking through it. So, you know, it's not, I haven't uncovered any crazy trauma I didn't know about or anything like that. It's more identifying things that maybe have put limits on where I think I can go and self-limiting beliefs and stuff like that, that I've uh, been working on kicking to the curb. So that's exciting. And you can look forward in the next few weeks, actually, to learning and hearing a little bit more from some of the coaches that I've had along the way and people I continue to work with and people who I look up to and how are impressing me with how they see the world. So I just wanted to kind of start off with that because, you know, this life in general, or this certainly this creative life doesn't follow a prescribed path. There's no really walking a straight line or like 
your life is going to go this way, even though sometimes we think it will. <laughs> it's a zigzaggy trail of self-discovery and growth. And I, for one, am here for it. And as I've dug in and thought about that, I've done some thinking on like, how can I bring some of this into my business, into the forefront of how I work with you all or what I bring to you? Um, because evolution and evolving is, I think, important for all of us. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is what are some habits, some habits of successful, well, really, I think they're habits of successful people, but I'm going to say successful creatives because we'd all like to be successful, right? And and successful can mean a number of things. It can mean, oh my gosh, I ate healthy today, or I moved my body, or I went into my studio, or I submitted something and I got rejected, so I submitted it again, or I got accepted, or, you know, I could go on. But I kind of wanted to pull out a few of these things. To me, I'm going to focus on four. One of the things that I think works is consistent practice. So being successful for me this year has looked like continually pouring back into this self-discovery work I was mentioning. So it's it's having a, a woman that I'm working with. She's a healer. And what we do is guided meditation. And that's really working for me. And it's working in my creative practice as well as my just my life. So it's about making a habit, I think, of consistently practicing something, whether it be your creativity, your craft. Are you a writer? Are you a painter? Have you been wanting to learn procreate? Do you like to stitch? I went to a circus last night um, here on Vashon Island, and it's this great little kind of I don't know, call it like a country fair circus. It's called Up, Up, Up. And they are so fun to see. They're just so, I don't, I don't know what. It's this group of people that had an idea and put it to life. And I'm so, I'm so in favor of that. But what I was thinking about was there was this woman who can hula hoop with, I don't know if you could count how many hula hoops she had around her at one time. So many. They're on her fingers, on her wrists, on her elbows, on her arms. On, like she's hula hooping to beat the band. And I was looking at her and thinking, well, that just takes practice. She didn't, you know, come out knowing how to hula hoop. She practiced, right? So it was a little reminder that you can do anything if we practice it. So it's really crucial, actually, for skill development and honing your abilities, honing your passion. Creativity isn't just a moment of inspiration. It's a skill and it requires continuous refinement and practice and showing up. And if you can regularly show up for yourself and for your projects, then these projects will build momentum and they will improve and your techniques will improve over time. If I went out and put one hula hoop around my waist and was able to keep it up next week, maybe the week after I could do it on my arm or whatever, you know what I mean? And the same goes for, you know, I think of certain artists that we know and love who have a sketchbook practice and you you make yourself, right? You, you do it every day. If I went into the studio every day and committed to making a ring or a bezel for something, then after 300 days, can you imagine? how good at that I would be and how many I would have to sell. So I'm just suggesting that you mark down consistent practice and see where you can do that. And I know sometimes it feels like, oh, but I'm doing all this other stuff to pay the bills or to because I have this course I'm taking or an assignment for work or whatever it is. So that can include consistent practice. But I also encourage you to find some time for yourself and practice what you love, practice what lights you up. Find time to 
put some consistent practice into the things that you are passionate about. That's one of the things I'm doing for myself. It's like, nope, I can follow all these rules, but are they really kind of getting me to look at these boxes I've stuck on a the shelf, these compartmentalized little moments? Nope. I need to be practicing strengthening those tools. Here's another one. Embracing failure and iteration. And what do I mean by that? Well, a successful person, a successful creative understands that failure is a natural part of the creative process. They don't shy away from making mistakes, but instead view them as learning opportunities. I know that is hard. It's hard, especially when you feel like you've done it over and over and over again. And I have a couple of episodes coming up about that too, as I think ahead. Embrace failure. Use it as a chance to iterate and improve your work, like do it again, do it again, do it again, right? This iterative approach allows you to refine your ideas and push your creative boundaries. I know embracing failure is not always fun, but for me, it's been looking back at, you know, for me, I feel like failing personally is not doing these things that I'm passionate about. It's not ticking off these goals. That to me feels like I'm giving up on something. So I do. am I interested in that? No, I am not. I really truly am not. So maybe change the word, maybe change. It's not failure. It's like, hey, I wasn't successful at that that first time around. So I'm going to circle back and try again. I wrote to this person three times. They didn't answer. I'm going to try again. You know, just change your outlook, your approach and say, no, it's an opportunity. Uh, it's a learning opportunity. It's a chance to improve. It's a chance to have a different conversation. So that's my second one. Here's another. Seeking inspiration and diverse output. Creative individuals often actively seek inspiration from many places, right? I know I am constantly, constantly looking. I don't even, wouldn't even say I'm looking for inspiration, but I... I kind of surround myself with it. I have, I just made sure I had that extra super, um, what do you call it? Double password thing on on Instagram because I have so many folders that I save with inspiration in them. If I lost that, I'd be even more upset than if I lost all my pictures, I think. Pinterest is a favorite place. I don't know. I'm inspired by the way a shadow falls across um, the road when I'm walking down it in the morning. I'm inspired by things my kid brings to my attention now that he's got so many of his own directions he's going in. I'm inspired by each and every one of you for sure. So we seek inspiration, as I mentioned, from so many sources, so many places. We consume different forms of art, literature, music, experiences, go to a museum, listen to something, listen to a podcast, which I seem to constantly do now and uh, gather fresh ideas. And this is not about copying. Let me just put that disclaimer in there. This is about being inspired to try something your own way. You know, take a class. What, what's an inspiration? Who do you continue to come back to and look at their work because it just, gosh, it makes you feel good or, you know, you'd love to have it on your wall, but instead you'll take a look at it or they inspire you with their work ethic or they inspire you because they can meditate for 20 minutes every day and they do or whatever that inspiration is, whatever your goal is, like hold on to it, grab onto it. Recognize that diverse input can lead to new insights and improvements in your work, right? Recognize that because of course it can. And another one that I am particularly fond of is network and collaborate. So 
I personally am a big fan of collaborating and networking. And I, I honestly have to say that because I claim that I work better in collaboration, I think maybe that's even held me back a little bit because I've been sort of, sometimes I wait for a collaboration on something instead of starting out and then finding who else is doing something like that or who else can help me in different ways or we can work with or create something together. So networking is vital vital in the creative industry. Of course, you know that, right? You have to attend industry events online or in person, workshops, conferences, shows, gallery shows. You have to do this to connect with other creative peers, professionals, potential clients, people you can work with, industry experts, influencers. Collaborating with others can lead to fresh ideas, exposure to new audiences, And here's a favorite, access to opportunities you might not find on your own. And I just, I don't know, I love kind of banging ideas back and forth with someone. Be proactive in building these relationships, both in person and online, because these connections can open doors for you and your creative career. It's like your mother always said, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And of course, it takes both, but who you know helps. And you know me, right? And 152 other creatives you can go back and listen to. I appreciate it when I get messages. I got a a message the other day that said, every time I listen to a podcast, I, I get a takeaway. And well, thank you. I mean, I really have these conversations because I'm interested in the person I'm talking to and because I think you might be too. And I always get an aha. I'm often writing notes down when I when I'm talking to someone to to either remember it myself or share with you. So that to me is networking and collaborating as well. So if you think back across all four of those, of course, those habits alone won't guarantee success as it takes chutzpah and hard work and the creative journey is unique for each of us. But if you incorporate some consistent practice, things that you love, you embrace failure as a potential stepping stone. You seek inspiration and feedback and networking and collaboration. You will significantly enhance your process. There's just no way around it. And you will also increase the likelihood of your success. That is my, those are my thoughts and my two cents about that. Let me know if you agree. I would love to hear. And so one of the things I've done as I've started to decompartmentalize is look at some of the plans I made for my business over the years and why I've maybe hesitated on some of those. And maybe I haven't felt, you know, strong enough or that I have the right collaboration or whatever. And I think really it's kind of like before I started the podcast, it's like I just needed a challenge. I needed a group of people supporting me. I needed people around me, a network, a a peer group, whatever to say, let's lean in. Why don't you try this? And so I am leaning into a couple of other things that I want to tell you about too. As you've heard before, I was in a mastermind during COVID, which did wonders for me. And I have friends and coworkers and collaborations because of it. And I plugged back into that a few months ago because I wanted to really lean into this work stuff and get some of this off the ground. So I've created a mastermind myself. And this is something that's been in my notes and in my mind and my books of things to do for several years. It's called Shared Studio Sessions. And why am I putting this together? Well, I feel like a group of us 
together, a group that you can lean into and have peers of your own and lean into whatever project or problem or process it is that you want help with is going to move you all further as well. And I'm super, super excited about that. I've wanted to do this for a while. And I really feel like it's going to be a game changer for you if you decide to participate. It's going to be a small group because that way we can each have time to unpeel the layers, get into our process, get into our issues, and you can support each other. I'm going to be there to coach you. I'm also bringing in industry experts. You know, I, I know a good amount of people and I'm just really excited about it. I'm really confident that this Shared Studio Sessions will provide a group of people who are going to stretch each other and challenge each other and really encourage each other on, you know, your own endeavors and your creative career. I intentionally made this a small group setting. So there are going to be very limited spots for the people that are in this program because I truly believe that that's what's going to provide the catalyst for building those industry relationships that are going to expand over time. You'll you'll kind of get to know each other and each other's hurdles, excitement, passions in a different way. Truly, Shared Studio Sessions is so much more than workshop. It's so much more than a course. What it is, is a community that's designed to launch you towards personal fulfillment and creative success. Because to be honest, 30 plus years in the industry for me, one thing I know for sure is that creativity and isolation only goes so far. And in a healthy community, you're going to help overcome obstacles and really reach the potential you've only ever dreamed up. It wasn't until I myself stepped into masterminds that things started completely changing for me. I launched my podcast because of a mastermind, as I mentioned. I was able to grow my creative career because of a mastermind and my entire business model. So I'm really excited about what that's going to look like in the year ahead because what my strength is, is community, right? It's connecting people. It's getting people further than they knew how to get on their own or further than they knew how to. So you'll see that in this mastermind model and you'll see it in a learning platform that I'm working really hard on too. And I don't mean like a membership. It's a platform for learning and community and sharing and promoting yourself that's different from anything out there. So stay tuned for that. There'll be more on that later. So thanks for coming along with me on these challenges and journeys that I've been on myself. And as time goes on, as I mentioned, I hope to be sharing more of that because that's one of my little challenges too, is that I feel like I'm really good at pulling it out of other people, but I'm not so good at sharing it myself. So that's all part of it for me. And I'm just so excited as to where time and life is taking me on my journey. And I'd love to see the same for you. Also, I wanted to say a little bit more. I don't know that I've mentioned a whole lot about who I am and what I've done some of you might be no, new and not know, like, who's this Margo chick? So I'm going to give you just a little, a little background since no one's here interviewing me. I'm kind of telling you myself, who am I and why am I qualified to talk about this stuff? So... I've been called a very good mother. I used to lecture at a school in the Dominican Republic just to kind of help them understand what they could do with their art and their education. They were getting fine art and fashion and graphics and, and uh, video production and stuff like that. And I, my thing would be to take real world examples of people that had some of these skills and how they moved it into a career and, and career choices for themselves. So that was really fun. And and uh, one of my students dubbed me the fairy good mother. And part of that was a language barrier. And part of it was just serendipitous. I love that so much. So I have been called also a visionary adventurer, which I kind of love. I have this 
Windowsill Chats podcast, which is a chart topper I'm very proud of. And that's just kind of sprinkles on the icing for me. It's great because it ties it all together. But for the past 30 years, I've spent my career really immersed in creative projects and businesses, either as an artist myself or in collaboration with other designers, makers, and creators. As far as what I make, you might wonder, like, do you make anything? Yes, I do. I have a, a degree in design. That's what I went to school for, but I kind of learned a little about a lot. So my mom was an interior designer and I, I've worked a lot in the home decor industry. I paint, I sculpt with wire. I'm a silversmith making hats, kind of my latest thing. I love really multimedia or mixed media things. I kind of like to have my hands busy and I can't pick just one thing. So if that sounds familiar, hand raised over here. I love trying new things. My passion, though, is meeting other artists. And I've definitely built businesses off of that. I had a retail store with my mom for a long time. And that's kind of how it started. Um, people would come in and say, you know, can you sell my work in here? And I learned a lot about what would sell and what wouldn't or how to kind of help kind of coach someone through how a slight change might make something a little more functional or a little more saleable or a little more trend right, that sort of thing. So I've had, again, as I mentioned, retail, I've created products for wholesale, thousands and thousands, actually. Uh, I've walked the full gamut of the manufacturing process from ideation all the way to holding the finished product in my hands after, well, before retail, I had my own product line. And I think that's in a podcast somewhere. It was called My Wires. It was wire sculpture that I sold wholesale. So I learned a lot about that business. I learned about licensing then. I learned about repping, having an agent. And then I went on and did that for others. I had, with my dear friend Aaron, a business called Relish. And we represented artists and manufacturers of many sizes and sold those products wholesale into stores worldwide. And that was really, really some halcyon days. That was really wonderful. And some of the relationships I've made there are some that you've heard on this podcast for sure. Those were really learning times. And because of that, I thought, you know, I want to learn more about manufacturing, but I don't really want to invest all my money. In. Like we did manufacture. We had a lighting line and a bedding line and some other things. But when it came to manufacturing more broadly and manufacturing other places, which was really what was happening then, I decided I wanted to learn that from somebody else and have somebody else pay for it. So I went into corporate. I don't often talk about my corporate experience, but to help you understand uh, my perspective, here's a bit about that. I've managed mostly creative teams, been a creative director or a art director, analyzed product needs, forecasted trends a kajillion times over, streamlined big company goals and visioned new design concepts, done a lot of research. I've managed people and manufacturers and accounts and businesses. My favorite part is developing innovative home and gift lines with a lot of refining that and, and what that looks like together and collections after collections after collections working with the people who are expecting a certain thing, be it the end business or the, you know, the financial guy or whoever that is, um, and ensuring, you know, quality results. So lots of visits to China and India. And I know you're probably like, oh, my God, stop already. <laughs> but that just gives you in a nutshell some of the many things I've been doing in the past 30. But my favorite creative pursuit my friend, is discovering, nurturing, and promoting individual artists such as yourself and mostly your creative vision. So that's what I'm about. And 
I know it's not easy. I've been there. I'm continue to be there and I love it so much. I love what I do and I love connecting you and dreaming alongside you. So let's do more of that. If you'd like to learn more about Shared Studio Sessions, do hop on over to a link in my bio on Windows Cell Chats Instagram or my website, Tantau studio.com and sign up for the waiting list. I'd love to have you. And as I said, it's going to be a small group. So if it's filled and there's not room, there will be more. So that just lets me know your interest now or later. All right. Thanks for listening. And I absolutely do see you shining. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.